Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. And welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek. So we are the call center and contact center podcast that's trying desperately to give you some actionable items that you can take back to your contact center, improve your agents, improve the overall quality, and hopefully improve the customer experience. What's going on, everybody? Everybody staying safe? I hope that that is true. I've heard from a, from a lot of you guys, and I know we're all operating on our new norms, but it seems like we're, we're starting to at least kind of get used to it, I guess, if, if you can. But uh, it's Good Friday. As I, as I record this, I am actually in the office finishing up a couple things. All couple hundred of our agents are all at home. We're all virtual now. It's kind of weird for me to say that, but you know we've done it as we've kind of talked about a, in a couple other episodes. So what I wanted to talk about today was some of the changes that we're going to see happening and some of the things that you need to start to prepare for, especially if you got caught with kind of your, your shoes untied here and, and didn't have a really good business continuity or disaster recovery plan for your contact center, struggled with the at-home deal. You know, what are some of the things that you're really going to have to look at you know, moving forward and, and start to prepare for now when we when we kind of get back to maybe the old norm or at least the the hybrid uh, view of, of what, what the new norm and the old norm are, are going to be. Before I get into that, I wanted to just talk to you briefly. I we do we don't do any selling. That's kind of one of the rules here on the on the podcast. So you never hear me talk about really Expedia and what we do and if you're looking for outsourcing, I I, I don't think I've ever done that. But one of the things I like to try to add a little value to, I'm trying to always think of how I can add value to all the listeners, is I've had probably five or six of you guys email me or send me a message on LinkedIn asking for my opinion on you know, telephony platforms, what's the best cloud provider, how do we move to the cloud, and you know I've been trying to answer those as best as I possibly can and realize that there, there could be kind of a need for that, so what i've what i've done is i have a landing page right now i'm not even going to call it a website it's called callcentergeekconsulting.com i hate i don't know if that's a good term but it kind of just was the first thing that i kind of thought about so again callcentergeekconsulting.com and all i want to do is be a reference and a point for you to kind of bounce some things off of if you're looking to to move into the cloud, if you're saying, hey, the platform that we have is premise-based and we, I don't know what to do, where to turn. So it's just a landing page. I'm going to take a get your, your name and information. That's it. And we can have a conversation. I can do everything from just have one conversation and be done with it and try to help you. If you'd like me to to give you some ideas of, of what I think would be most beneficial to your business, what platforms, we can talk about that. If you want to even use me the whole way through and say, Tom, will you come on this demo with me? Um, I can ask the proper questions. I can even be part of the negotiations. You know, if you get to the point where you're really thinking of, of flipping to a different platform, I kind of know the players in, in most of the organizations. Um, I know the games that they play, all right, and, and maybe how they can 
how they can get somebody or, or some of the things that on a, on a negotiation that you can at least take advantage of. And then, hey, if, if you even want me to be there for your part of your implementation, I can do that as well. There's no cost to you for this. I'm not doing this for a cost. I mean, full transparency, if any of you guys move and flip uh, and, you know, we would talk about what is the best platform for you. Um, you know, I do get paid, you know, from a, for a referral, um, but that doesn't come out of uh, any of your pocket. So I'm a, I'm here kind of as a free resource if, if that's something that you'd, you'd like to use. Again, if you don't even want to flip and you just want to talk for an hour about, you know, some of the things that are going on, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that as well. So again, this isn't really a, a huge moneymaker. I think that this is something that is needed, especially for somebody who may be nervous or, you know, if, even if you're a five seater, a 10 seater, a 20 seater, a 200 seater, and, you, and you've never done this and you want to just to bounce some ideas off of them, I'm, I'm here for that. So just check that out. Call center, callcentergeekconsulting.com. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that you're going to have to think about as we kind of get back. And if, if you're not where you need to be now, if you don't feel comfortable with your at-home plan, if you know, if th- if this ever happens again, are you going to be ready? I guess that's the question because customers are going to give us, us meaning the industry and, and, and companies, they're going to give us a one get out of jail free card for this one. I think we're kind of getting a pass. People are, are kind of understanding. I don't think they're going to be understanding the next time because you need to be prepared for, for what could happen now because we know that the worst case has happened. So any level of, of, of worseness, I guess, right? Probably not the right word, but, um, you know, any level of, of issues that kind of arise now that we need to make quick changes, you need to be responsive to that. So the first thing, and, and I have, I don't know, like eight or nine kind of topics that I want to kind of dig into is number one is, is you need to be in the cloud. There's no more excuse for it. Um, there's no more saying, Hey, I don't know, you know, we need this, you know, security guys, that's all, they're all garbage excuses. The largest companies in the world are now in the cloud. You need the redundancy to be able to go anywhere in the world. As long as there's an internet to set up your call center, to have your agents work from home, that's trumping, right? All of these other lame concerns for why organizations are not, are not moving there. You know, I, I work with InContact. They're, they have full PCI clusters, right? So if you're looking for even from that standpoint, they have FedRAMP clusters, right? So that is the, the highest level of security you can possibly have. And that's dealing with kind of the secrets of the federal government. So that's a lame excuse there. You need to be able to be flexible for your customers. You know, I'm seeing, you know, I believe it's Wells Fargo. I just read that they didn't really have an at-home plan at all. A lot of these giant BPOs, I'm not going to name any names, had no at-home plan for moving, you know, 10,000 agents at home. And I get it. That's an undertaking. Uh, but at least you need to have the piece, the telephony platform piece in there that gives you the redundancy to work on-premise, brick and mortar, or virtual. So that makes the internet, you know, something that you really need to start to think about. So I think that makes sense and most of everybody is 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 using voip in in some instance but redundancy with your internet's really important having a plan for agents at home that don't have internet and and how do you work through those things Um, what deals do you have set up or or how can they get connectivity the internet it really becomes the lifeline to the call center then it's been that way for a while but i think it's taking a a larger impact as well and 
I think once we we see 5G kind of roll out too, there's going to be some things that we're going to be able to connect to from that standpoint that's going to make this even easier. But number one, you need to be in the cloud, period. If your contact center is not, then you are falling behind and you are risking really everything um, when it comes to, to having any kind of redundancy with your customer. And that's the next piece is, is redundancy, right? And that's kind of the reason we're doing this. Before, when we talked about redundancy, we talked about, you know, I have a generator. I, uh, I have, you know, two or three different uh, pipes of, of internet coming into my, uh, my, my call center. You know, our servers are fully redundant. We're backed up to AWS. Like that stuff's all really important. But now it goes way beyond it, right? It's redundancy to the entire operation. And that leads to the next thing of of having a legitimate, a, a real legit, and listen, I did not, right? We we failed in having a, a, a disaster recovery plan. You know, we had a plan and I thought it could be doable, but, you know, really going through the the practice and the rollout of, of a disaster recovery plan and, and working through some of that, you know, as a, I mean, kind of an emergency uh, fire drill. Those things are so vitally important. Now, you can't get caught. So disaster recovery, business continuity takes a whole nother, a whole nother huge step forward. And if you are a BPO, if you're listening to this, and I know there's a lot of BPOs in the Philippines, in India, um, in South America that are listening to this, every single RFP that you're going to see, there's going to be huge sections now on business continuity and disaster recovery. So you better have a plan. You better be able to not just have a plan, but articulate it on on paper, so that everybody understands, you know, what you're what you're doing. The other thing I would say is document everything you're doing right now, right? So do white papers, do things that that kind of prove that that you can operate in this kind of environment, because I think that's that's going to be really really important. The other thing that I think you need to start looking at is is optimizing for technology when it comes to the call center. So what I mean by that is tools like speech analytics, and you guys know I'm a huge fan of it, huge advocate of it, use it here and use it daily, but it becomes more important when you're talking about at-home agents, right? You can no longer, or a lot of us are no longer going to be able to walk up and down an aisle of a row of, of cubicles, right? And go sit down and, and talk to Janie and, and do side-by-sides and listen we can still do that in a, in a virtual environment, but it, it is a little bit more difficult. So to say to QA, we're going to listen to two or three reps and score them per week, I don't think that that's good enough anymore. There's too many variables that happen at home. And, and again, I am not an at-home, I was not an at-home advocate before this. I was a brick-and-mortar person for all the things that I'm about to say here. Now, that's no longer an excuse, right? I can't use that as an excuse of why we're brick-and-mortar. I have to figure out and you have to figure out how to operate differently. And you can't be just stubborn and say, well, that doesn't work. And one of the things that helps with this is, is speech analytics. So again, remember all the different variables people have now at home, right? So they're at home. They have There's kids that are there. There's pets. There's you know other, other people walking through the room. So we have to make sure that we're listening, we're monitoring even more than, than we did when we were here. And with speech analytics, you can actually listen to 100% of the conversations. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Listen to 100% of the conversation and start to see trends that are happening with reps. And you can pull certain things that are being said, right? So you don't have to constantly be on the phone listening and trying to catch them at the time. So speech analytics is really important and that's going to roll right to, to QA takes a, a bigger impact. You know, we have almost doubled our QA staff for at home because... 
I, I feel like I, I'm losing control a little, you know, when it, when it comes to, to the at-home agents. There's, there's certain things I can't control anymore. Um, so what I can control is what's said on the phone. And I want to make sure that we're listening to that as much as we possibly can. So using speech analytics, beefing up our QA has been one of the ways that we've really helped to to mitigate anything that, that may happen. You know, we haven't seen anything and it's made me feel really good. But I think it's it's really important, you know, from that aspect. The other thing is if you don't have really good real-time dashboards, right, and real-time metrics to, to review, if you're looking at everything the day after, you're in big trouble, right? So most everybody who has any kind of PBX, who has a cloud platform, has some type of real-time dashboard, but start to live, eat, and breathe those things, right? Because that's what's telling you what's going on. You can't walk again and see that Susie's unavailable. You have to look at your your dashboard and see that she's unavailable and then find out why or find out if there's an issue. So take a look at your dashboards. Make sure that they're set up and they're optimized for real time. You know, the, the historical stuff on your dashboards really shouldn't be there at this point. Um, start to live, eat, and breathe it. Have rep understand the expectations for it for how much occupancy they should have. What's the percentage of unavailable time? Stay on track of, of all that. The other thing is rep engagement, right? So while reps say they love working from home, right? There's a lot of them that, you know, it's lonely and it's kind of boring, right? They liked the the camaraderie. They liked some of the crosstalk that happened in a call center environment. There's a lot of people. There was activity. There were games that were going on. So every personality is a little different. So you got to really work that through. You have to work through your your processes for at home, having more touch points with agents. You have to double the amount of communication you had than when you, you were here, right? And that's one-on-one communication. So whether that is just making phone calls to them, whether it's VoIP phone calls, whether it's video chats, whether it's just, just sending an IM, you have to be in constant communication. You have to think that through more than what you did and how you operated when you were when you're here in the in the contact center world. The other thing is management really takes a, a really key role and I'm really finding out that and I am I thank my I just sent a huge I don't know dissertation out to my team on Slack today thanking everyone. It's like a 5000 word diatribe on on really pinpointing each specific supervisor the things that they've done because the supervisor in your middle management takes an even more important role in managing the day-to-day of the team. You're only as strong as your middle management. If your middle management is weak, then you need to beef that up. Moving forward, that's something you need to be thinking about right now. How do I get my middle management better? How do I train them? How do I get them to follow procedures? Am I giving them procedures to, to every hour, every 15 minutes, what they need to be doing? It's really important. You can't do this all on your own. Uh, you, you, you have to make sure your team is, is up to the task of at home, which is more touch points, which is looking at data more, which is being on top of people a little bit more than, than when you could just walk up and down and shout out to the team. Hey guys, make sure you're, uh, you're out of after call, right? You can't do that anymore. So all these things that, that you need to really take into account, all the information is there. You just got to train it and disseminate a little bit, uh, a little bit differently. The other thing that I think is going to be a huge thing is I'm going to say right now, a lot of you right, who have internal call centers, you're not going to be able to do all this stuff, right? I don't, the, the, the amount of effort and time that, 
that I think to do at home properly, and everybody says, oh, we have at home, we're a virtual call center. And, and maybe there's some people that are, I've not really seen it done really well. I think we're trying to do it really well. And we're thinking about it every single day. What can we do different? How can we add? What's another layer of security? What's another layer of, of rep engagement? How can we just constantly make this better? And if you're not thinking about that all the time, then you're going to be in big trouble. And many of you internal guys, you have your own jobs, right? The, the company is not a call center. The company does a service. The company makes a product, right? And you've heard this has been the, you know, one of the, I don't know, BS lines that all outsourcers uses, you know, let us worry about your customers, right? <laughs> While you, you worry about your product. And I think that's a piece of it, but, but there's too much to it now. Like, I, I don't know if, if you're not thinking about this all the time, like a really good outsourcer is like, a, like this is my business, right? Our business is call center outsourcing. It's dealing with clients. It's on the phone. How do we deal with the customer? How do we make sure that we're doing a really good job for every single time that, that we're interacting with the customer on the phone or through an email or through a chat or through a digital channel? We're thinking about that, how we can get better. We're talking about uh, what things are, are going wrong, what things are right. Not that you guys aren't doing that, but I don't know if, if upper management and some of these other call centers understand the amount of effort, the time that you're probably willing to put in. Right, but are they willing to put the the time, the dollars, the cents into beefing up certain things that need to be done to to do it right? So, having said that, this is probably maybe sounds like a cheap plug, but I'm going to use it last. So, <laughs> maybe most of you guys who are listening at this point, or some people have already bailed off, so it doesn't sound like I'm using this right at the front. But I think outsourcing is going to take a a larger role in what happens here. And outsourcing from the standpoint of redundancy, so maybe you keep your internal center, but you keep 5, 10, 20 agents at a, at a third party that's taking calls so that if this ever happens again, you don't have to worry about it. I think there's going to be organizations that don't want to worry about this again, that don't want to do this at-home thing again, that want to know that there's a, there's a solid organization that's taking their calls, that's handling it, that's going to worry about all that other stuff. And I think, I, I think there's value to that. Like, I think I'm in a good place here as, a, as an outsourcer because I think we're providing an awesome service and awesome value. And we take some pain points away and some frustration points and some scary things away from, from a customer who maybe doesn't do call center and can't do it well and doesn't have a plan to go out to, to, to go at home. So I think that's, that's really, uh, really important. Some of the things that, that we'll start to see. So it's just thinking differently, guys. You need to. Th- you can't think like a like an internal call center anymore. There's more to it. That c- it can be done, and we're seeing that it can be done really well. But if you have really solid middle management, if you have a lot of you know things in place from a policies and procedures aspect, this this can be done. It can be done pretty well. I mean, I, I'm no longer going to say I'm a brick and mortar call center. I'm going to say I'm a hybrid, right? So. That means I'm going to always have clients that are going to want you know, some type of level of security, maybe more of our credit card, financial services, that they're going to do this brick and mortar under the lock and key, under the PCI compliant, you know, that whole thing. But there's also clients that you know, maybe don't need that level and are fully comfortable with having an at-home redundancy um, virtual workforce. We've also seen, you know, to be honest, my, uh, our attendance has been great. Attendance has been amazing at home, especially weekend attendance, Sunday attendance. It's it's definitely gone up. I don't have the actual numbers, but I I'd say it's it's ten to fifteen percent up from a our attendance never was really bad, but it's really, really good now. I mean it's literally in the whole organization, like three or four people a day that are calling off over all these different hundreds of reps. So that's like, you know, 
it's less than 1%, 2%. It's crazy. You know, where we were in that 10 to 15, you know, when we were doing everything here. So there's something to be said for this. It's opened my eyes. It, it, it has changed how I think about, uh, you know, really what is possible, what can be done, and really what should be done to, to benefit the agent, to benefit the, the customer, to benefit the client. So those are some of the, my thoughts of, of where you need to be looking. And, and as we kind of get out of this muck, um, hopefully, you know, you guys can, can start to operate a little bit differently and prepare yourself uh, for, for some of the changes that, that will be the new norm. You know, this is probably the, it's weird to say the new norm, but it's the new norm for the short term, but our kind of long-term uh, new norm. So again, guys, uh, that's what I have for you today. Go on the website, uh, our, I'm sorry, our Facebook page, Advice from a Call Center Geek. Start some conversations there. There's some really good stuff that's cooking there. Um, there's the community, more Advice from a Call Center Geek, or I'm sorry, Advice from a Call Center Geek community as well that is kind of separate from the uh, from the Facebook page. But that's also on Facebook, so you can join there. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to talk with you. Follow me on LinkedIn if you're not trying to post at least 15 to 20 times a day on different call center topics. And again, if you'd like to talk about anything about your call center, about the technology, about anything that you need some help with, um, I don't charge anything for it. No, no upfront costs. I've had a couple hour conversations with a lot of you um, already. So, you know, let me know again, call center geek consulting. I can, you know, we can talk and, and see if we can help in any way there, but guys stay safe. Um, keep your head up. We're getting through this. It's, it's going to be uh, May and June and we're going to be hopefully back to, back to, I guess, relative normalcy uh, pretty shortly. So again, have a, have a great, good Friday and have a really, really happy Easter. And again, I, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, the following that I'm getting. Thanks guys.